When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talking about uh, Halloween, many called him the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> and, of course, I'm talking about my former boss, Don Imus. <laughs> you may have heard that once or twice, right, Louis? The um, Crypt Keeper, Tales of the Crypt, the I-Man, maybe? That was a big Bernard joke. That was a big uh, big observation by many, many Imus fans. And on this Halloween, we remember Imus by once again bringing on the man that made the Imus in the morning show great. And uh, Bernard did a terrific job, and so did Bartlett and Kenny and all of them, and Don. But McCord, Charles McCord, was the heart and soul of that show. So we're going to try it again. Here we go. Once again, live from somewhere in the Ozarks on this Monday Halloween morning, the great Charles McCord. Good morning, Chuck. I can't answer that question because uh, national uh, security interests are at stake. (laughs) (laughs) What would you guys do, Charles, if it was Halloween? Let's turn this clock back like 20-something years ago. You're in the WFAN newsroom. You got uh, Imus is there, obviously. Uh, You got Joey DeFazio in the back room. What kind of bit would you be writing (laughs) today for Imus? Probably something for uh, silly uh, Robbie Bartlett to do, one of his characters or something, or something... Maybe for uh, the greatest single radio uh, presence that ever existed, Larry Kenny, maybe something for him to do. But uh, I, maybe a Wilfred Brimley or something about <laughs> stuffing the Halloween turkey in a, in a, in a manner that, uh, well, violated every principle of ethics that you could possibly imagine. So, uh, yeah, yeah, probably a Wilfred Brimley, uh, you know, doing doing the oatmeal deal. <laughs> Wilfred Brimley, that's uh, remember that. Remember yeah, that. I do. Are, yeah, cocoon, all that stuff. So, uh, eight days from today, Charles is election day, midterms, big deal, of course. All these Senate races, specifically, you're talking about Georgia and Pennsylvania, the two big ones. All these gubernatorial races. There's a big one right here in New York with Zeldin and Hochul. And uh, that was always a big day on the IMS show. In fact, I remember, about this, Charles, 9-11, believe it or not, on that tragic day, Bernard was not in studio. He was actually on the corner of 96th Street and Broadway for a mayor yeah. primary. And many other times he was out in Times Square talking to folks, including one day Rudy Giuliani. So those election days were always huge on the IMS show. Oh, they were. They were. That, that 9-11 day, my goodness, that. Well, not just me. It is indelibly imprinted in uh, nearly everybody's uh, mind. You know, I mean that that made new convolutions in your brain. <laughs> um, that uh, that was extraordinary. And and Andrew Giuliani is there with you. To, is he there in the studio? Yeah, I'm, the I'm sitting right here with you, Charles. Here, and I got So, what were your recollections of the day? How did you guys cover? September 11th. I always find that fascinating for a show like Imus, where you, you know you're having so much fun in there. There's a lot, of, and then obviously something as, as solemn as that happens. Well, it just was. Uh, 
like everybody, people who were monitoring that, and we had a a, a, a screen in there that we could we could monitor the uh, coverage from local TV, and um, you just saw this occur, and it, it, like everybody else, what was that? Well, that was a light aircraft. That was this. This was nothing bigger than a. And then, you, well, you know, as, as it unfolded, it just um, became so extraordinary and so tragic, so yeah. somber. Yeah. And you guys did a great job. I think you stayed on the air that day for like 20 hours. You know, Charles, I remember every specific from that day. In fact, every year on 9 11, we played the audio on this show from the exact moment that first plane hit. And believe it or not, the three guys. Involved in conversation at that exact moment were you, Don, and me. And we were talking about how the night before the Giants yeah. lost a Monday night football game to the Denver Broncos. And I yeah. was literally making fun of my father, who passed away two years ago. And that first plane hit. And Mark Chernoff was in Bernie's spot because Bernie was on the street. And he's the one who yeah. told us from behind the glass, Charles, that the plane actually hit the World Trade Center. Your recollection is so much finer than mine, but I'm older than Kurt. <laughs> so, as you're well aware, my birthday, Sydney and Andrew, was ten twenty-seven. Hey, happy of, birthday! Well, yes, I, turned eighty. Bernie's was ten twenty-six. Yep, mine was ten twenty-seven, and uh, I officially passed into a condition of uh, extraordinary senility. <laughs> 80 years old, and but, but the truth is, you're the exact opposite. Years, yes. Sydney, did you, did you hear did, what you just I said? I did say that, 80 yes. 80 years sorry. old? Oh, my God. By the way, if that's the case for you, and uh, it's supposed to be 80 years old, Biden came a little early. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with Fetterman. I mean, that's true, Charles. When you look at the landscape of politicians today that don't know their names, don't know what office they're actually serving, you at 80, you're like 25 years old. I I I I fell down the steps going up to the second floor last night. So I my I just, so then my question I is: just, Are you thinking about running for president of the United States, Charles? As a matter of fact, I am. I, I'm using this opportunity to officially announce I, I'm, I'm in it, dude, all the way from 2024. Well, on a serious note, though, you've been around a long time, Charles. You've seen a lot of presidents come and go, and quite frankly, alongside I must have interviewed a bunch of presidents, including Donald Trump. Have you ever seen anything like Joe Biden? Honestly, I, I, I no. <laughs> Short answer, no. I've never seen anything like like this guy. I've never seen. I have never seen a country fun around on its axis in less than two years to the condition from the condition that we had on Donald Trump's last day in office. Gasoline two dollars and thirty cents a gallon. Yeah. Generally, dollar eighty-seven in many locations. Uh, energy independence, uh, respected. I don't know whether or not respected is the is the word, but at least we had a lot of people sensitized around this planet to what was going on in this country, and nobody, you yeah. know, nobody dare yeah. dare do anything. No. And and now, yeah. Ah, I don't think I don't think we were I, I don't think we were respected. I think people genuinely were intimidated by Trump because he's so crazy. They had no idea what he was going to do, and and that worked. I mean, I don't remember Charles because you know we were together. Obviously, Don was still on the air when Trump first won. Were you a big Trump supporter back then? I don't remember. 
Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I was. We uh, unbelievably, um, Don, uh, Don. Oh my God, I called him Don. I mean, <laughs> I had, oh my Lord, he's going to come back. The grip. <laughs> anyway, uh, Imus and I would occasionally. I don't want to make it sound like we were bosom buddies or anything, but occasionally, the uh, the Trumpster would invite us up to the tower to to have. Uh, we would meet him for lunch. And when he was doing some project or something, like he was doing those West Side Rail Yards, if you remember that crap. Yep. And then he had all of this uh, various uh, architectural renderings and everything up in his office he wanted to show us. So we would go up there and we, and we would have a, a lovely uh, a lunch with him on, on occasion. And uh, he would invite us to go out to the, uh, to the U.S. Open and then, you know, be, come into his boxes, seats, and so on and so on. So, yeah, I, I, was, I was a Trump supporter. He was a very nice young man, very gracious, and, as you said, crazy. Yeah. But other than <laughs> yeah. not crazy, how about this is a better word? They, they, he, we were respected around the world because he was unpredictable. That's even better. That's, right. that's a great word. But I, 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 just, I, that's a great, I distinctly remember, though, uh, I almost got upset with Trump, maybe because Trump wasn't coming on. And one day he would say, that guy's going to be a great president. And the next day he'd call him blubber titties. And then it got to the point where it got back to Trump that Don was calling him blubber titties. And Trump really did get pissed off. And some people said, wait a second, you don't get it. Imus is a genius. That's his way of telling Republicans he's going to be a great president, but also telling Democrats that he's no good. He's Mr. Blubber titties. So my question to you is very simple. Was that a genius move out of Imus or was Imus just out of his mind? I misses out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about, in fact, uh, he was the opposite of unpredictability. He was predictable and everything. You know what that, you know what you were dealing with, and it wasn't wasn't. And and now, Sydney, a few minutes ago, I got up. Here's here's where I am now at eighty. So I get up. Here's what I, my morning routine. I first, I have to go address my hearing situation. So I get my hearing aids. Okay. I put one, one in the left, one in the right. Oh, my God. And uh, they, uh, they announce themselves. They have an internal little <laughs> voice it's a, it's a, that says, right, ready, oh, oh my God. left, ready. Okay. And yeah. it's a female voice. Oh, God, did I say female? <laughs> I meant it was, uh, it, it was a, it identifies a voice as of a female? person capable of, of pregnancy and reproducing <laughs> humankind. That's still not a, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and then I go into the bathroom, and I get my uh, dental appliance out right. and uh, no. stick it in my mouth. What did that identify snaps, as? It snaps in. They're implants. They snap in in the uppers. Then uh, I find I grope for my glasses and I put them on. Uh-huh. And I mean, I don't dress in the morning, Sydney. I I assemble. <laughs> I have more parts than RoboCop oh, for crying God. out loud to get ready to go. <laughs> Well, I guess that's what I've got to look forward to, I guess. But, um, you know, given the deal to stick around to Lady, I'll take all that, I guess, Charles. And at what point do you actually start to enjoy your morning with a cup of coffee, maybe a nice breakfast? I got a cup of coffee. It says, I don't know blank about blank. (laughs) It's it's a famous line from that TV show, uh, Ozark, which I never saw. But I now I, I know there's a famous line. I don't know. 
Uh, it's a curse. It's a curse. Yeah, it's a great show. I, I, I never missed that show. That's uh, Jason Bateman and Good Laura show. Linney. Yeah. It's yeah. a great, great show. And you know what it is? It, it basically talks about, Charles, the, uh, the drug trade. This is a guy that, you know, he launders money basically as Bateman's character. Yeah. And they deal with drug dealers, and, they, and the show basically uh, tells you that the Ozarks are filled with drugs where you live, Charles. It, it's, it's true. We have more uh, freaking meth factories than cornfields, <laughs> I guarantee you that. So that is true. That is true, actually, Charles. That is not an exaggeration. Oh, no. A lot of a lot of yeah. meth uh, yeah. gets uh, manufactured around. Well, well I got to be honest, Charles. Hill. A lot of us were wondering what you were doing for money after and you left Imus. It's obvious. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> How great would that be if Charles McCord was actually the biggest meth dealer in the country? There he is, Charles McCord. <laughs> I mean, oh, you had to think God. about it once or twice, no, Chuck? I mean, come on, you're bored Tuesday afternoon. You haven't caught with a bunch of old men. In walks a big-time meth dealer. Why not? The money's good, right? <laughs> the money, the money spins no matter where it comes from. <laughs> ask, ask Joe Biden; he's on a different that. Where, where is Hunter, by the way? Which one of the fifty-four states is the Ozarks in? Yeah. By the way, too. Which one of the fifty-four? No, no, you mean the fifty-seven states? Oh, yeah. Obama. Sorry, not, no. I think you know that's a good he question. Got it wrong at fifty-four. He did with fifty-seven. Are you in Arkansas, Missouri? Where are you? What state are you in? I'm in Arkansas. Arkansas, okay. But yeah, right on the Missouri. I, I look across the lake into Missouri. So are you like a so, big Razorback fan? Do you like get into that type of stuff or not really? That's No. 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 I, no. I, I actually, uh-oh, here comes Emma. Emma, I'm going to have to. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. Oh, no. yeah. Well, we'll go to break now. What's, so you can deal what's with Emma, Emma doing? <laughs> Who, who's Emma? Oh, yeah. oh that's, that's, that's my side order. You yeah. know. <laughs> No, Emma's, Emma's my Boston Terrier. Yeah. Oh, there, okay. okay. I was worried. Yeah, well, there you go. Joe maybe she was the FBI agent that she listened to this and said, oh, we got to go check out Charles McCord here. Uh, Chuck, we're going to keep you on hold. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. More with Charles McCord. Joe Pinion's going to stop by as well. He had a big debate against Chuck Schumer last night. All accounts, including my buddy here, Andrew Giuliani. Joe Pinion got himself an easy victory. Abraham Hamra is going to stop by. What's going on out there, folks? Kanye West, Kyrie Irving. Jewish people are just not safe, not just in Brooklyn, New York, but anywhere around the country. And more. Keep it right here. Sid Rosenberg, Andrew Giuliani coming back on Talk Radio 77 WABC with Chuck McCord. Happy Halloween. That was the third question. One, you said two no, questions. I have one more you question. have three questions have, already. No, no, I have one more question. That's all. How can you have one more? You I said have you have two more. questions. Just hang on, Mr. Tannenow. Sh- have you just not have, read the entire you, book yet? No, no, no I hasn't. haven't read the entire I have, book. It's a wonderful book, but I my have, God. Let me ask one more question. <laughs> That's going to be four. Okay. No. <laughs> I turned your mic off, and I'm keeping it off. One other question, Mr. Yeah. Tannenow. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> no, 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 come, please let me. Let me just ask this one more. <laughs> Charles is a pro. Yes, is he? No, he's not. By the way, he just is sick of hearing about this. So, do you think then that Donald has told his brother that he found it, and his brother didn't tell his attorneys that they'd found it, or? Yes, it yeah, seems okay. to have been a lag. That's what the internal memo show. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, and the final question. Yeah. You promised. 
Yeah. You promised an hour ago, right. almost exactly an yeah. hour ago, right. that you were going to drop this, that there was one more telephone call and two questions to Sam Tannenhaus, and you were going to drop right. Whitaker Chambers' Alger Hiss. Well, just reprising what it happened. I do, 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 don't reprise this. Don't reprise anything. <laughs> you said you were going to drop it. Okay, well, well, drop it then. I find I have. I've got. You haven't. Like you obviously haven't dropped it. You're still waving the damn books around. <laughs> I understand that. I Do all... you understand? You have driven us crazy with this crap. Yes, we're I... sick of it. Fine. They're dead. <laughs> Whitaker Chambers is dead. Alger Hiss is dead. I Richard know. Nixon is dead. I wish I were dead. Stop it. Stop it! Stop it now! Stop it! For God's sake, stop! You could have one more to that list. Don's dead, too. At the time, Charles probably wished Don was dead, but uh, he is now. Anyway, that was uh, one of the many, many, many hilarious back and forths with Don Imus and Charles McCord. Good Monday morning, everybody. Happy Halloween. Eight days away from Election Day. Sid Rosenberg, Andrew Giuliani. We've had a great show so far. We'll spend another segment here with Chuck McCord. And um, I got to ask you, Charles, because that was always, you know, something that uh, you and <laughs> used to go crazy. And it was always the same reactions, specifically Alger Hiss and Whitaker Chambers. Were you really that angry? Was that uh, dramatic for the radio? What, what was that whole thing? Because it was brilliant. It was very funny. I was that angry. <laughs> but why? What's the matter with you? Because he wouldn't stop. And now don't you bring it up. I, I still remember that episode awfully clearly, Sidney. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. Oh, Don't God. That again. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. Whitaker oh, Chambers. Now, you, hey, know, I... you know, of course, when I got to the show that I had no idea, this is no shock to you, who Whitaker Chambers was. And for that matter, Alger Hiss, I was still stuck on Lima Zilli. And I'm like, how could anybody get so angry about people like this? <laughs> it wasn't the people. It was I. <laughs> I'm refusing to, and Sam Tannenhaus, a lovely guy, I'm sure, yeah. but my goodness, stop with it, it went on and yeah. on and on. And that city, this went for days. That was the problem. I remember. Uh, I have another question, by the way. Yeah. I have a question for you and your audience, all right? Yeah. Along those lines, explain to me, please, no. how two guys in their underwear in a hammer fight at 2.20 in the morning in San Francisco, <laughs> 2,500 miles away from me, is somehow my fault. How does that happen? Wait a second. Who's blaming uh, you for the Paul Pelosi attack? How are you, how'd you come into this? Well, because it's all the... It, it's all... It's all the conservative people. Oh, it's, I people see what you're saying. Now, let me, let me ask you this. Well, it, when, when you talk ahead. about two guys... In their underwear in San Francisco of all cities, and we've heard the Paul Pelosi rumors, including who may have been in the front seat when he got stopped for a DUI. Are you insinuating that was sex gone bad? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm insinuating that we have not heard the real details. How about that? Well, this would have been a great bit because the way you would have written it, Charles, would have been, no question, history of the world. The Hindenburg blew up because Imus was smoking a cigarette after sex. This would have been sex gone bad. There's no question in my mind, right? None. Absolutely none. This would have been – this This was a, a, a complete uh, – buffet of humor just spread in front of us oh, and we God. just go down the table down the line picking up this and that hors d'oeuvre it would have been great well what do you mean would have been let's do it then write the bit hey, uh, you got get what do you want to do it we can get rob we can get larry well i've got all their numbers right here on speed dial i got joey defazio who do you want <laughs> so, uh, joey bless his heart i uh, know he was great joey so are you gearing up charles for the big election in your home state of Arkansas with our friend, we like this lady very, very much, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Mike's daughter. I, I tell you, I, I, what, a, what a great person. What a, she's just terrific, just lovely. You, you know, we did the show one time, the I-Man and uh, everybody from, from the governor's uh, home here, from Governor Huckabee's home. And so I met uh, the kids uh, Sarah and and uh, I can't, my, my mind's gone. Eighty years old, remember? <laughs> but we we um, they were such lovely hosts and everything. We had such a great time down there in Little Rock, and uh, so I met her when she was a child, like ten years old, nine years old, or something. It's been a long time. <laughs> I, I had a chance to work but, her in the White House, Charles, and, and honestly, I mean, when you think about what the media actually threw at her, I used to say this too. I actually asked President Trump this the last time I saw him. I said, "Hey, what's your what's your favorite ice cream cone?" By the way, because the media seems to—that's the only tough question they asked Joe Biden, and uh, you know, you can't get any other questions. But when did you stop beating your wife? Type questions. Yeah. So, yeah. right. Sarah did an amazing right. job handling. What that was continually thrown at her yeah. day in she, and day she out. She got yelled out in a restaurant one time. Had to yeah. leave. Yeah, she it was did. terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Totally uh, unflappable. You talk yeah. about a fighter pilot. Yeah, that yeah. is yeah. what you want to see in the cockpit. For crying out loud, is Sarah? Huckabee. Yeah. So who's a more and, famous and I, uh, Arkansas native? A Little Rock, Arkansas. Bill Clinton. Charles Barkley is uh, from there too, right, Chuck? Who? Yeah, you don't know the history of Arkansas at all. You know nothing about it. <laughs> you ever hear of Charles Barkley? He played in the NBA, big, fat, black oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, I didn't understand who you I literally remember. Uh, he's I from Alabama. It's my bed anyway. It's the wrong damn state anyway. Fine, he's from Alabama. That's fine. <laughs> fine. Clinton, we, we, we were down there in the hotel, and we were in the uh, some executive suite where Bill Clinton uh, had frequented. And Imus and I went all around the room looking behind pictures and everything, trying to find clues and stuff that we – because we didn't think that any investigation of anything associated with the Clintons had been extensive or thorough enough. Should bring in the blue light there. That entire place. That is funny. No, I know. When Vincent Foster was killed, you guys put that on Bill and Hillary and others. But on a serious note, that that was – when Imus did that, that whole thing, it wasn't the White House uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner back then. It was it was called something different. But when Don went on this absolute tear of Bill and Hillary right in front of him, and by the way, you wrote that speech, Charles, but for some reason Imus got vilified. <laughs> I, I deny that. Go ahead. <laughs> but that was kind of the beginning of the end for the I-Man. That was it. Why did he do that? <laughs> It was either the beginning or the end, or maybe the thing that launched him. I think it was. That that, that, that did launch him. You're right about that. That that showed a lot of balls. No, Charles? 
Oh my God, it was in, it was incredible. Yeah. Oh, what what did he? T- uh, well, I can't remember. Oh, don't I, even bother with it. Don't don't repeat it. I have, the, I, I have <laughs> the script here on file. I'll go I'll go pull it in a little while. <laughs> so uh, so listen, yeah. you've been a joy again. Believe it or not, Charles, that was thirty six minutes that flew by, didn't it? What am I getting dumped here? What's the deal? Well, that's it. You, you got two segments, <laughs> but we want to keep doing this because we laughed more during those thirty-six minutes than we had the first two hours. So we want you to keep coming back. Yeah, for two hours he's been laughing at me. Now we're finally laughing together. So thank you, Charles. Today's T-shirt, real quick. Yeah. You say I have to read it upside down. You say my body, my choice. I say. Your student loan, your responsibility. I like that. There it is, folks. I like that a lot, Charles McCord. Uh, Charles, you were brilliant again. Let's keep doing this. Please keep coming back. That was a great two segments of radio. We love you very much. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Sydney. I really thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Sid. Continue this symbiosis that you guys have, <laughs> that you and Bernie had, that was so extraordinary. Thank uh, you. Thank all you, the Charles. luck in the world, all the success. Keep coming back, Charles. We really love you. That was great. That was a lot yeah. of laughs, Charles. He still got it. He still has he it. He still got it. Eighty years old. Eighty years old. He sounds like he's twenty-five. 